Well, good morning, everyone. Some of you are concerned right now that I'm just going to launch into yet another sermon. I just want to make sure you're uh, at ease. I'm just going to add just a little color commentary to what you've just heard. Now, you've just heard some powerful and practical uh, instructions. Uh, we, we on the board, the elders, the deacons, the pastors, uh, reviewed this information last weekend, as Pastor Tim said. And so now all of us together are experiencing these same instructions. And um, how, uh, what a powerful set of uh, guidelines from Jesus as he prepared his disciples when he knew he was... He was going to the cross, and uh, this was the summary of his upper room conversation with the disciples. Jesus knew what was coming. He knew there was difficulty coming, but he knew there was an expansion of the church coming that was going to require the, uh, the apostles of the early church to work together according to these principles. Jesus knows what's coming for us as well, right here at Cornerstone. We are preparing for a season of expansion of our ministry, not because we think we're, we have to be a big church to show how great we are, but because there are great needs around us in the Lehigh Valley, and we feel responsible and called by God to help meet those needs. So Jesus knows what's coming, expansion of our work, so we are doing our best to prepare for what that's going to look like. So let me uh, just sort of uh, supplement what Pastor Tim has told you by reflecting on this this week that I had. And I told you that we were at the retreat in Lancaster, beautiful Lancaster, Pennsylvania, uh, last weekend. And from there, I went to Washington, D.C. And I was uh, uh, privileged to represent the American Bible Society at the National Prayer Breakfast. Some of you may have uh, heard something about it on the news, although these kinds of events tend not to get uh, a lot of uh, media coverage. But anyway, it was uh, going on in D.C., and um, so I have a question for you as I paint the picture of what I saw. I watched a gathering on the dais in the front of the room, this array of national leaders, national heroes, really. Uh, we had senators, congressmen, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, was there, a Nobel Prize winner who's a man of faith, uh, the Heisman Trophy winner, just a tip of the hat to the uh, athletic community, and even the second runner-up of... America's Got Talent, a little 11-year-old, kind of a, honestly, kind of a freakish uh, uh, voice that she has. Some of, you, uh, some of you recognize who I'm talking about, but she has this opera-like voice in this tiny little uh, body, 11 years old, amazing. Anyway, so she was there and singing for the group, and of course, President and Mrs. Obama. Now, there are lots of other people in the room, too, uh, milling around. I saw Jim Daly, he's the president of Focus on the Family. Elizabeth Dole, some of you may remember, she was the head of the Red Cross for a number of years and senator from North Carolina. Her husband was a uh, presidential candidate, senator from Kansas previously. Uh, and uh, uh, Louis Giglio, leader of the Passion Movement, some of you might know of him. So here were some, um, some big-time players. And so here's my question for you here at Cornerstone. If you picture that scene of the National Prayer Breakfast, who would you say was the most important person in that room? Okay, so I've just given you a list of names, and you consider uh, how you might answer that question. Now, I was monitoring my phone during that meeting where all these important people are gathered because we have a little bit of a, uh, a watch going on in my family. Uh, Marie is here also. 
she's probably paying attention right, right as, we, as I'm speaking, uh, watching her phone to see uh, if we might get news from Josh and Hannah about a, uh, a second baby being born. So just uh, imagine now transfer yourself into the hospital room shortly where uh, Hannah will be giving birth to little Mackenzie. And um, there'll be doctors, there'll be nurses, there'll be lots of, you know, combination of sisters and mother and all kinds of people in the room. But when that baby is born and is cleaned up and is, is confirmed to be healthy and vital signs okay, and uh, she's ready for her first breakfast, not the national prayer breakfast, but this baby's first breakfast, who do you think the most important person in the room is going to be to that baby? I think you mothers, if you fathers don't know the answer to this, you need to, you know, ask, uh, ask someone about it. But you mothers know what I'm talking about. So uh, now let me apply this just for a moment to our situation here at Cornerstone. So who is the most important person here at Cornerstone Church? Especially it's going to be important for us to know this as we prepare for this next season of ministry. Now, Pastor Tim Ackley, you just heard from him this morning. He's a big deal, right? Uh, is he the most important person? And by the way, I don't mean, or let me just clarify, I know Jesus is the most important person, but I'm talking about in addition to Jesus. So you know how in Sunday school, every question you ask, there's, there's no way to go wrong if you raise your hand and answer Jesus. Whatever the question is, <laughs> Jesus is the answer. So I, I don't mean that. I mean beyond Jesus. So so, uh, so Pastor Tim Ackley, Pastor Jason, Tim Van Sumeren, Helen Van Sumeren, uh, you know, we've got some amazing people. Who's the most important person in the church? <laughs> right. Well, we have lots of answers. Well, before we try to answer that, let's take a look at the journey that, that we've been on. It's important to know where we've been as we prepare for this next season. So we have been a word-centered church from the beginning, as Pastor Tim said. We have faithful teaching from God's Word every week and uh, during the week, and that's the reason many of you are here, because that's what Cornerstone has focused on and will continue to focus on. We've uh, shifted our vision somewhat in the last few years to what we call a missional uh, church. We're paying more attention to the ministry needs outside the walls of the church and not only focusing on the teaching inside. We've also recognized an assignment to build a spiritual wall around the eastern end of the Lehigh Valley, partnering together with other churches, and from this outpost offer teaching and training not only here, but then we are looking to expand through a multi-siting approach. And uh, beginning with our Second Street campus, then additional campuses here in the Lehigh Valley, and then perhaps others in the country and others internationally as the Lord leads us. So how should we prepare for this next season of, of service? Well, just uh, fast forward a bit. We've got, a, got the Second Street campus up and running. We've got, uh, by the way, next to it in the parsonage that's being uh, refurbished, we are going to have a counseling and life skills uh, center. We'll have, uh, we'll have many of the teams, and Pastor Tim mentioned the array of teams that we are building in order to do the work of the, of the ministry. And this is the key strategy that we are, are calling on all of you to participate in as we prepare for this next season. So we're on a hunt, really. Uh, we're searching, we're watching for leaders and laborers who've been equipped for the works of service to serve on the teams, and we're looking for many of you 
to, to, we're believing that many of you will sense a stirring, a calling to step up to a higher level of service and, um, and be willing to serve on one of these teams. Or we also have, as Tim mentioned, four staff positions that we also recognize that we're going to need. And, and these will be, be critical. Now, for these positions, we are specifically setting aside a season of time to be praying and providing some instruction about how to discern God's uh, leading toward cons- being considered for one of these staff positions. So let me give you a little instruction uh, along those lines. The elders are going to be meeting tomorrow night to consider um, those in the congregation who may be uh, potentially a fit for one of these positions. We're going to uh, conduct a sort of a mini town hall meeting um, on February the 18th. And uh, we'll meet at 5 o'clock from 5 to 6.20 with any of you who feel that you might be uh, willing to be considered for one of these positions and you feel stirred in that direction and motivated in that direction. And at that town hall meeting, we'll provide, the elders will provide some instruction about how to sort of hear God's voice and hear his guidance in these kinds of situations. And for those of you that end up uh, concluding that you, you do want to be considered for one of these positions, then you'd indicate that by sending a note to the church office following this 40-day season of discernment that we've set aside, which began on January 15th. The elders began to pray specifically about these positions, and uh, we invite you to pray as well. And on February the 24th, that time will conclude, and then immediately following, you could send a note to the uh, church office. And then the, uh, we have a search committee that's identified that will take up the, uh, the work from there and consider, consider those who have, uh, who have sent in a, a note. So again, preparing for growth, preparing for this next season of service. Now let's fast forward. What is it going to look like when we have a, uh, uh, an array of teams that are up and running? We have now five pastors. We have three now. We'll have five We'll have an administrative director, a part-time children's ministry director, and two part-time secretaries. All right, let me return to my question. Then, in that setting, with all the teams and all the staff positions filled, who will be the most important person in Cornerstone? Well, now let's look, uh, let's look for the answer to this question as I conclude to the book of Ephesians. If you could turn to Ephesians chapter 4. This is going to point you to our answer. We'll just start. Uh, now, Ephesians, by the way, um, the little background, the Apostle Paul was, was settled here for uh, about three years. This was an important seaport in Asia Minor. It, um, that, that's the modern-day Turkey, by the way. And, and uh, from here, he was influencing churches throughout the region. So this is a, this is a church that was thriving, growing, uh, remarkable, um, remarkable things that the Lord was doing. So the Apostle Paul was calling attention to the critical principles needed for the church to, to uh, succeed and prosper in this season of expansion and growth and greater ministry. So let's look down, starting with verse 11. So in the midst of this growth, here's what, the Apostle Paul says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, 
until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body... Let me just pause and call your attention to the next phrase. And I'm just going to give you a hint, like giving you the answer to what's on the test. This is the answer to our question about who's the most important person at Cornerstone Church. From whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. There's only one way to answer this question about who the most important people are at Cornerstone Church, and that is to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that we all are, all of us, are called on to contribute what it is that, that God has given us uh, to give, and that is the way the church is designed to work. That's the way God decided to make it happen. Now, there are lots of other ways he could have organized things. He could have created a few people that were so powerful that that's all it took to build the church. That isn't how he did it. He's called all of us to participate in this remarkable exercise of building his church and putting him on display right here in eastern Pennsylvania and in whatever sphere of influence that the Lord gives us. So there's the answer to your question. Now, just to wrap up, if a, if a nation needs to withdraw its troops from Afghanistan, circling back to the National Prayer Breakfast, then President Obama, he's the one that you want at the head of the table making those decisions. When Mackenzie is ready for her first breakfast, Hannah is the only person she's going to care about. If, um, if we need a sermon delivered that captures the truth of the Word of God, Pastor Tim Ackley is the man. He's, uh, he's on point. If it's a, a woman who comes to, uh, to our Counseling and Life Skills Center uh, out of prison and needs help with a resume, then that counselor who's helping her prepare for a job is the most important person to her. So let's, uh, let's keep these principles in mind as we prepare for this next season. It is a time of, as Pastor Tim said, of uh, exciting growth, but at the same time, we need to be careful that we build properly, that we pay attention to these, uh, these critical issues, as Pastor Tim outlined, of love, focus on Jesus, recognizing the work of the Helper, the Holy Spirit, that we respect one another and that we guard the unity of the faith. So what a privilege it is to work together with uh, all of you to co-labor as members of the body of Christ here in uh, Cornerstone. And uh, what a privilege to co-labor with God during this season of, of service. So blessings to you all.